0: Hi, and welcome back to the Pleasing God Podcast, a weekly show focused on helping Christians to think biblically, engage practically, and live faithfully for the glory of God. I'm your host, Jonathan Soul, And once again, I'm joined with my lovely wife, Caitlin Soule. Hi. All right. Well, you're on. So you know what we're talking about.
1: Yes. The fruit of the spirit. Goodness. Goodness. Yes. Do you want to read for us? Yes. Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law.
0: So, goodness.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: When I think about this term, it sounds to me synonymous with kindness. Yeah. So, I want to ask Paul, if you meant the same thing, why did you repeat yourself? And clearly, he has a reason. There is a reason why he yeah. distinguishes kindness and goodness. And even though they, they may seem very close together, I would, I would say that they are. Think of kindness and goodness like heads and tails on a coin. They're so close, they're inseparable, yet there are different perspectives, mm-hmm. right? Different sides of the same coin. So thinking on goodness as kind of a, a bit distinct from, from kindness. What do you think about when you hear the word goodness or that term?
1: I think of a moral uprightness, whereas kindness is more of a habit of good acts. Goodness would be more the moral reason behind those good acts. It's, it's a, it, it is a morality, but biblically based, you know, for us who are Christians.
0: So you think of uh, goodness more in terms of internal, like not necessarily invisible, but is that what what you're you're saying Yeah, I
1: think I I would say it's the motivator for kindness. It's kind of the thrust behind kindness. It's that following and obeying God's law and living that way, the outflow of that would be kindness, but it's also just doing good and being good inwardly and outwardly all
0: right so ready for some pushback
1: oh no paul
0: says that no one does good Uh uh-huh uh there's none righteous no not one no one does good no one seeks after god i
1: had a feeling you would you would say that
0: oh you got a rebuttal
1: (laughs) um well apart from the Holy Spirit, apart from Christ's work on the cross and what he's done in my personal life and your personal life and those who are Christians, apart from him, we are unrighteous, we are evil, we are sinful. But it's only because of Christ's work on the cross that we even can show goodness. And the only goodness that comes out of us or kindness that comes out of us or any of these virtues of the fruit of the Spirit is the work of the Holy Spirit which we've brought up the Holy Spirit multiple times in these in these episodes.
0: Absolutely, it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit that's yeah. at work within us enabling us, empowering us to to live this virtuous life. Correct answer. By the way, <laughs> because when Paul's talking about that in Romans chapter 3, he's he's describing all of humanity prior to he gets down to chapter 3, verses 21, 22, 23, and, and onward, the work of Christ. But just to put us all in the same boat, so to speak, no one does good. No one seeks after God. There's none righteous. No, not one. He's not talking about Christians. He's talking about The Romans 1 people, everybody that's outside of Christ. And so we do want to make a distinction here when we're talking about goodness. Christians, those that have been indwelt by the Holy Spirit, regenerate, born again, possess not only the ability, but the capacity to demonstrate and show forth goodness. And it gets back to this. Anytime one of these virtues is not present in my life, it's my fault. It's always my fault because these have been given to me and to you and to all of us in full. So when I don't demonstrate goodness or kindness or patience or gentleness or faithfulness, that's not because God is kind of withholding from me a virtue that later on in my life I'm going to get. When we are saved, when we have been born again, again, we have to just hammer this home. It's. These have been given to us in fullness.
1: Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, we cannot boast when these things are in our lives because it is not of us. It is because of the Holy Spirit. So when they are present in our lives and they are showing forth the fruit, like we are showing forth the fruit that we are too as Christians, it's not because of us. And so we can't go and now boast and say, look how kind I am. Look how good I am. Because it's not us at all.
0: You know, it's interesting that none of uh, the, the list of virtues that Paul gives, humility is not on there. Hmm. But like as you're talking about it, like if you have all of these things, it's like humility is the bow that ties this gift together, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, or it wraps or, it all up. Or like we've talked about this as like a cluster mm-hmm. of grapes. Think of humility as the stems that are holding every one of those grapes together. It's all rooted in in a humble life, recognizing that all that I am, all that I have, all that I ever will be is by grace alone, and that humbles me and causes me to exalt my Savior.
1: I really like that. Humility is the stems.
0: Well, uh, specifically though, let's talk, you know, dive into goodness a little bit. Most Bible translations will take this word and... Just simply, it's translated as goodness. So however you learn the fruit of the Spirit, or if you are learning the fruit of the Spirit by, by listening, goodness is the word. Uh, a couple translations might render it as generosity, maybe just to kind of help with trying to create a little bit of space between kindness and, and goodness. Mm-hmm. But thinking in terms of, as, as you said, that the kind of motivation from within, as goodness has been placed in our hearts. But anytime we talk about these virtues, it is most important to start with the examples we see in the scriptures that are outside of us, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think about maybe even the goodness of God, any thoughts come to
1: your mind? Yes, and I would like to maybe talk about the opposite of goodness, and then that can kind of direct us um, a little bit better, but the antonyms for good, I have bad, Wrong, evil, wicked, improper, immoral, indecent, and so using that also as a as a framework of who God is. He, obviously, God is not any of those. He's the opposite.
0: Actually, pause. Pause right there for a second. Here's a scary thought: What if God was not good? Hmm. We who have just been raised in Christian circles who read our Bibles, the goodness of God is so assumed. Actually, I would say in, in the majority of any religious cultures, the goodness of their higher power or whatever, uh, but we're talking about the God, the creator God of the universe, the God and Father of our, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What if, just think about it for a second, goodness was not a part of his nature?
1: That would be very scary.
0: This is... Yeah. What if there was a God that was all-powerful, all-knowing, but not all-good? I would fear living. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You you see, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, you know, people say Mm -hmm. those things. Mm -hmm. That might have been in one of the Marvel movies. (laughs) It was, wasn't it? Like Spider-Man or something? I
1: think it's Spider-Man. I can't remember
0: But thinking about an all-powerful, all-knowing being, it is just assumed... To have that much knowledge, power, that goodness must be a part of it. And so, again, we just think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a terrifying thought. What if when I woke up tomorrow, God was having a bad day?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, again, I, I say that because we know that's not true. And one of the greatest truths of the scripture is that God is good mm-hmm. and that God is consistent and God never changes. He's immutable. And I'm so thankful. Because goodness kind of is a little bit of a, you know, roller coaster with with us.
1: Yeah, it can be for sure. Uh,
0: and it is it is a steady, it is a steady stream. It is a line that never goes up or down with God, but it is steady as she goes. Which we should all pause, even right now, if you're listening, pause this and just think and pray and bless the Lord that He is good, and that He was good to you yesterday, despite everything that you said, thought, or did and that you can know this that tomorrow and today he is going to be good to you despite everything that you say think or do that is just amazing and so uh yeah you were you were grabbing a verse about the yeah, goodness of god
1: yeah the psalmist writes in psalm 31 oh how abundant is your goodness which you have stored up for those who fear you i love that picture it makes me think of you know a farmer who has the silos filled with corn, and it's just millions and millions. You can't even count the amount of corn that are in those silos. It is immeasurable the amount of goodness he has for us, for those who fear him.
0: And what's really neat, just thinking about goodness with God, and even through us that have been indwelled by his spirit, is that there is a joy in showing goodness. God delights in doing good mm. to his children. I think about my own my own children. Uh the other day the kids are in baseball now, right? And uh
1: <laughs> we're practically living at the baseball field.
0: Right. And there's a a going deal with all of the kids. Whoever catches a live ball in the baseball game will, will get ice cream for the family, mm-hmm. right? And so there's this motivation out there and to them, I mean, it's something trivial, it's something simple, but they're motivated and in their minds, you're doing them. I mean, you give the kids anything that's sweet and you're like <laughs> doing them really good, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's a delight in the joy that they get uh, because it happened the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry, Harry yeah, yeah. Caught, caught a live ball in a game. And the
1: crowd went wild. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Uh, that's great for a seven-year-old yeah, and coach oh, pitch. Yeah. Uh, and so, but the delight in showing goodness to them and going and getting them ice cream mm-hmm. uh, as a reward, but it wasn't like begrudgingly like, oh man, you know, it, and it's something simple. Like when we think about God and his delight in showing goodness God has never begrudgingly rewarded or done good to his people. Mm. So I think that's important to think about. Yeah, uh, and, and in the same way as we are those that desire to show goodness. Well, goodness is certainly, again, anytime we talk about fruit of the Spirit, God in the Father or the manifestation in the Son, one and the same, very God of very God, uh, uh, or even in the work of the Spirit, In that Trinitarian nature, we see every one of these virtues manifest in the way, the perfect way. And so talking about the goodness of God, his delight in doing good, Mm -hmm. I I think about also the rich young ruler comes to Jesus, good teacher. (laughs) What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, why do you call me good? Only God is good. And Jesus isn't saying, I'm not God, but he's wanting to, this person calls him good teacher, not good God, you know? (laughs) And so he's creating the distinction there. And Jesus just wants to make it very clear that like goodness resides in God alone. And for us, we show goodness because it's the overflow of Colossians 1, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the spirit of Jesus Christ dwells within you. Mm -hmm. And so the goodness that we show, as we've even said, is the outflow of not us. Mm -hmm. But let's talk, you know, from biblically to practically about us, because we do possess this fruit, and it is expected that we as Christians will exercise and manifest goodness. And remember, if heads is kindness, tails is goodness. Mm -hmm. And so some practical ways in which goodness flows out from us. Yes, it is the motivation, it is the disposition of our hearts, but goodness is not private or not seen Mm -hmm. in God's people.
1: When it comes to me as an individual, as a Christian, as a believer, I can think of it as kind of good character as well. Uh, When I was younger, I learned the definition for character is doing what you know to be right, even when nobody is looking And I do think we have a responsibility to uphold God's commands and what we know to do morally according to his law and do that even when nobody is looking. When people are looking, of course, but even when we are alone, we are to do good.
0: In the same way, just as God delights in doing good, so we do too. Yeah, I think that's very, that's very important when you think about Character. character, mm-hmm. Your character is who you are when no one's looking. Yeah. And if goodness is what you do when everyone's looking, you don't possess this. Mm. You, you're a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a yeah. minute. But I also think goodness being others-oriented of how can this fruit, this virtue be felt by others as it, as it comes out of me. Mm. And that's where I think Some of the Bible translations, translating this term as generosity, is just a helpful framework. I don't know if that's the best translation, but it is a helpful way to think of a means by which goodness is executed or done Hmm. with others.
1: I think as an example, as a stay-at-home mom, homemaker, wife, it's easy to look at the tasks that I do on a day-to-day as just kind of the things on my to-do list to check off and to get done. But really, in reality, I am doing good for my family, for making sure they have clean clothes, food on the table, a clean house, you know, tidy rooms. Doing that, it's a sacrifice for others, and it's good. It's good work. It's benefiting all in the home, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, doing good for others, and it sets a tone for the home, too, how you do those things how I do those things, I should say, sets the tone for the house um, and viewing, even viewing our work that we do for others as joyful service that we're doing good to them and for them.
0: Mm-hmm. So think in terms of generosity when it comes to goodness and ways in which we can show this goodness in the giving of our time. Mm-hmm. As you were just saying, goodness is selflessness Goodness is kindness. Goodness is giving of your time for the betterment of others.
1: Which I think is the most selfless way to be good to people because time is so finite. You can always get more money. You can always, you know, get more things to give to others, but time you can never get back. Time is so finite. And so to give up your time for somebody else. Is huge and super impactful. Uh, usually for that other person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Time, time waits for no one, and you will never get back the time that you've given,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the time that you've wasted. Yeah. So yeah, I think time giving of time is is invaluable, and uh, that's the way we can show goodness. Give someone your time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, the giving of your resources. You know, I know sometimes in Christian circles, like we're afraid to talk about like resources and money and Mm -hmm. and just because, and I totally understand. I I get kind of icky about that too. But Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a reality. You can look throughout throughout the scriptures. Uh, I mean, Paul really commends the Philippians that (laughs) they showed him great kindness, goodness, They they manifested their goodness in supporting him when he didn't have any, you know, and he writes them a letter thanking them for their partnership in the gospel. And so one of the ways in which we can show goodness to others is the giving of our resources.
1: When we were first getting married, there was a couple in our church who offered to gift us with a very substantial gift. And I won't say what or who for the sake of Uh, You know, they might be listening, but we had a really hard time receiving that gift. And he looked at us and basically rebuked us (laughs) for not accepting this gift and being thankful for it. When someone is showing goodness to us, he wasn't being harsh or mean, but he was he was just saying, I want to do this for you. And it's it's a gift for you. And we we love you and we want to bless you with this. And we learned pretty early on that sometimes you just have to say thank you (laughs) for a gift or for someone's resources um, that they are giving um, out of just the goodness and the generosity.
0: Yeah, because I can remember that exact incident. No, it's not an incident, but that exact time. (laughs) And it was very clear to me, and I think you, that what was holding us back from accepting the goodness of someone else was our own pride. Um, Yeah. And oftentimes, your pride will rob somebody else from the blessing of goodness
1: mm-hmm. because don't... they're delighting they're delighting in giving you that that gift that money that whatever it is you're Absol- robbing them from that, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, so uh, don't let your pride and learning how to receive well sometimes is sometimes is a lot harder than learning how to give well, yeah and that, that's a great example mm-hmm. too, but yeah, giving of our resources is is important, and it's a way that we can show goodness to others. God has abundantly blessed many of us who are listening to to even this podcast. And so there are there are ways in which we can bless others and show goodness. Not for our sake, not for our attention, not for you know the applause, but to show people the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, being generous and giving of our hearts to others. That's sometimes the hardest one to do. Mm-hmm. I can give you my time. I can give you some money or some resources or maybe uh, my, some of my talents or skills that i'm I'm able to do, but actually opening up your heart to someone mm-hmm. to love them, to care for them, to be vulnerable, to show goodness in that way, even if there's a fear that you might get burned.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of Christians have walls some bigger than others, that you kind of have to work through to break down to be able to be vulnerable with someone, Uh, whether that's because of church hurt, pastoral hurt, leadership hurt, getting close with someone and them letting you down. It's natural like in our flesh to do that, to have those walls built up in whatever way. Self-preservation. Yeah. But the sweetest times are when you are able to have that deep connection with somebody sharing your hurts your struggles your sins even and you trust that person
0: like i know this person's going to show me goodness Mm -hmm. and you know what if you're thinking about that person or you've had someone in your life that is that way and how meaningful and impactful that person is be that person to someone else Mm -hmm. and show that goodness so give of your time Uh, be willing to give of your resources as you're able Give your heart, give of yourself, give of your your, your innermost being to others because that's what other people need too, and that's genuine, authentic Christianity. Well, right before we close, there can be some dangers here though. Yeah, This could be a call to morality Mm -hmm. and an external goodness, and there can be some dangers there. You want to talk about that for a second?
1: Yeah, I can talk about this pretty personally in that growing up, I led a pretty, I mean, I led a, a good quote unquote life in that I did everything I was supposed to do, never back talked to my parents, always did what was right, always obeyed. And even as I got older, um, I also did all of those things. And it really caused me to become a little Pharisee. And I had this external goodness. But it did not flow out of a heart of love for God and obedience to him. It was just, this is what I knew to do. This is what I have been taught my whole life to do. Yeah, now looking back, I mean, I've referred to myself often in that time as becoming as as a Pharisee. And, and frankly, it still is something that I really have to be mindful of in my life where I can have this external Goodness um and just making sure that i'm always kind of in check with with the Lord and making sure that my motives are good, not because of what I know to do, but because He has made me good
0: yeah, yeah we we want to live lives from the inside out
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we we have to keep checking that mm-hmm. we can get really good at living from the outside in, and that's the that's the power of self mm-hmm. that's the power of trying to maintain your reputation.
1: Well, that was what the Pharisees were all about. It was all about how they looked following the law, outward, even even the way they dressed, the way they looked, the way their hair was, what they had on their forehead and their arms. And it was all about what they were doing and not about their heart.
0: Yeah, I think about Jesus and as he is going right at them, He's warning the people and the crowds and his disciples about the Pharisees. And so he tells them, do not observe whatever they tell you in Matthew 23. He says, for they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on people's shoulders. But they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. They do all their deeds to be seen by others. And they love the place of honor at feast and the best seats in the synagogues, greetings in the marketplace, called rabbi by others. And so Jesus gets into them and says, they're fake. Mm -hmm. And so uh, our goodness comes first from our relationship with the Lord, the Spirit of God within us flowing out of us so that we are just a channel of the goodness of God. We must constantly be going back to the Word. We must constantly be going back to spending time with Jesus in the Word Mm -hmm. so that we are being transformed. We are through the renewing of our minds so that we live out this goodness in a life that is pleasing to God. I want to thank you for listening to the Pleasing God Podcast. If you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out at questions at pleasinggodpodcast.org. And remember, 1 Thessalonians 4.3. This is the will of God, your sanctification.